Welcome back to the Anime Summit Newscast. This is your favorite host of the most, Sam the Bomb. It is August 27th, 2021. And holy shit, we got a lot of... Got a lot of everything, actually. A lot of more non-anime news than anime news, but still a lot of decent chunk of anime news, so it's gonna be a long... A long one. Gonna be a little bit of a long one, okay? Which, like... I know some people like, so... Well, I remember when I was doing the newscast before, I think I only spent like, I think some of the first ones were only like 25 to 35 minutes, some of them 40 minutes, and then they just started becoming like 15 minutes to an hour, and people were like, yeah, we like the long ones anyway. And anyway, I appreciate it. I, I love that people love the newscast, so um, that's why I keep doing it, because you guys like it, so I love it. Let's go. Let's start off by saying this, Masanari Nihei, who was an Ultraman actor, he passed away last week due to aspiration pneumonia. He was born in Tokyo in 1940, December 4th. Um, he played in the 1966 live-action Ultraman series. Um, uh, he was also in the Ultra Q series. He even, like, voiced Ultraman and some other characters in like some of the 70s anime and everything like that so he's got a nice legendary resume he was 80 years old and uh yeah rest in paris my friend this one's for you so let's do it it's time to the non-anime news and of course we'll take a break in the middle and boom okay dude check it out so if you're a fucking old lady like me um, or just an old bitch in general, like a fucking grandpa, grandma, grand parent, just super old boomer. I'm, I'm, I'm a millennial, but like fucking, I feel boomerish because boomer is like what we use as slang for old lately. So, <laughs> but no, seriously, Toys R Us to return in 400 Macy's stores in 2022. The official Twitter account for Toys R Us Brand announced last week that the Toys R Us will return in 400 Macy's department stores throughout the United States in 2022. In addition, Macy's website has set up a Toys R Us online shopping department. So it's not coming back fully as a store. I remember, I, and I don't know if I mentioned this on the newscast, but like they announced like, I think like in the middle of last year that they were coming back. They're like, yeah, Toys R Us is coming back. And they didn't really say how. Um, I don't think... They, they really cared to tell people how i think people just assumed they were coming back as a straight-up store um but no they are i mean they are technically but as a department in macy's so i mean that's still really cool if they are anything like how they were before then it's going to be good um macy's when i was a kid some macy's stores had like a small electronic section with video games and stuff like that anyway so this might be kind of a kind of a throwback to that in, in a weird in a way so we will see of course they will have to adhere to macy's store policies compared to their own which like i don't assume is super different in terms of whatever but you know we'll see um the game informer people got to talk about some gameplay from no more heroes 3 
in which Travis Touchdown has to save the world from an alien invasion of some sort. Um, it looks pretty sweet. I'm excited. If you've never played No More Heroes, I highly suggest playing them. Um, this comes out uh, today. Oh, yeah, it came out today. Now I, th I thought it was coming out later. What the hell? Anyway, it says release date August 27, 2021. Why, why did I think it was coming out later, like in the winter? Anyway, dude, I got to get my hands on that then. Shit, dude. If you've never played No More Heroes, I highly recommend it. There are remastered versions of the first two games and then the Travis Strikes Back um, game is on Switch. Um, Travis Strikes Back is like, they don't consider it part of the main series, but, or people or people say it's not part of the main series, but I'm pretty sure it is. Um, but basically it was given to us when No More, no More Heroes 3 got put into like some development hell and other shit. And then that was like the result of some of what they made up for it, and it became its own game. Uh, but No More Heroes 3 is definitely a return to the original gameplay with more added things. You can fly a mech in space to fight bosses and shit, which is hilarious because Travis is like a magical girl mecha nerd. So really cute. Um, Bravely Default 2 is coming on Steam next month, um, which is super cool. Um, Bravely Default is a cool series. I have never played any of them. I've just heard they're really good. I do have the first one on 3DS. I've just never played it. Um, but yeah, dude, Bravely Default. Um, it looks super super fucking cool. That came out in February, but it's coming to Steam uh, this next month, next in September. So if you're following the Blizzard thing right now, which like I don't want to keep talking about, honestly, because I think at this point, after I've talked about it a couple times already, everyone's following it anyway. But they came out and said something like, "We're gonna." They they put out like this huge statement saying, "We got to change McCree's name because he was named after one of the, the people named in the lawsuit." Uh, well, the thing, the reason I bring it up is because like, the thing they said they said going forward, in-game characters will no longer be named after real employees, and we will be more thoughtful, and discerning about adding real-world references in future Overwatch content. The problem with that is that we. There, we want things to reflect the real world. That's how people relate to stories. Um, but obviously separated enough so we know it's fiction. Um, you know, but like at the same time, it just the way they said that just sounds weird. It sounds like, oh, well, then we're going to take away the diversity and we're going to take away this and whatever. Which, like, I might be jumping to conclusions. I might be being too sensitive there. But I don't know. It just seemed, That just seemed like a weird thing. And honestly, in my opinion, this is this is just... This is just talk and no action, in my opinion, um, because at the end of the day, what I think matters, what matters the most is the people that work there, the people who it's affected. Those people need to be uh, fucking, uh, they need to be given reparations. They need to be given justice for what happened to them and what is happening to them. And this just seems like kind of virtue signaling a little bit like this is like the last thing on the list like you know what i mean like i i i just wonder like if you ask all the all of the the victims and survivors of of the shit going on at blizzard if you asked all of them if they cared about this i mean i'm sure some of them would say yeah but i'm sure even some of those same people would be like but this is the last thing we care about right now we want change you know, so I don't know. It just seems a little weird. I think it's a step in the right direction. At the same time, I also think it's, uh, you know, it's it's all bark and no bite. You know, so I don't know. 
Blizzard just needs to fucking just overhaul everything and change everything. Activision needs to go to hell. And Blizzard needs to be its own company again, in my opinion. But we'll see. Um, Aliens Fireteam Elite. Dude, this is cool. Because, so, there's this game coming out. It's a third-person shooter. Um, from the James Cameron's Aliens film. And you play Space Marines and you fight your way through the planet and fight xenomorphs and shoot xenomorphs and shit and you can do co-op but they partnered with nerf to make the fucking rifle the new blaster like rifle thing that you see in the movie and it's a nerf gun and obviously the colors are changed to be a nerf you know a nerf colored gun so it's like white with yellow and then the black uh, and white caution stripes excuse me and it's really cool but it's like uh it comes in like this really nice box and everything. That's super dope. Like I, it's super cool. You know it's gonna be expensive as fuck. Actually, here let's let me click on this link. Does this link go to the Nerf thing? Pre-order now. You can pre-order at a GameStop for ninety four ninety nine. Oh man, dude, my cousin Mario loves Aliens, and I showed him that thing, and he was like, "Where can I purchase this?" I'm gonna post it in our Discord right now. There we go. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, dude, that is super cool though. And Mar- Mario loves Nerf blasters in general. Puma announces new Animal Crossing New Horizons shoe line. I'm dead serial. Animal Crossing New Horizons has a ton of merch out there for fans to enjoy. From a clothing line to makeup, there's pretty much nothing off limits. And now Puma took to Twitter to offer simple tease, not actually revealing the shoe line itself. However, when the full reveal does happen, we'll make sure to update this article. Yeah, dude. That, um, oh, and they did update it with a new uh, uh, a peek at the shoes. One of the shoes. It's like a tan white and uh, dark tan and that kind of seafoam green and seafoam blue coloring that the New Horizons has. And it comes with a little uh, bell pouch. Um, that is super cute. And it comes with an extra set of laces that are seafoam green instead of the, the off-white. That is super cute. I think they're going to have more shoes in this one, though. But that is super dope. I love that. Um, They're available right here. Okay, let's click on this link. Let's see. How can we we purchase these? Oh, okay. This is just showing them off. There's also a hoodie with, like, a bunch of uh, characters' faces on the back. That is super dope. Dude, okay. If I find a place to, like, pre-order this, I'll post it in the Discord. Um, but yeah, Marvel's Midnight Suns is on the cover of Game Informer. Um, this was a game, um, where a powerful sorceress named Lilith is on the loose with an army of demons and the Midnight Suns is coming through, um, fucking Wolverine, Ghost Rider, uh, I don't believe that's, I don't know if that's Iron Man or, I think that's Iron Man and Cap and, um, Doctor Strange, fucking Blade. Um, it's supposed to. I don't know what the game is supposed to be like. If it's supposed to be a Square, uh, it's, it's a it's a strategy RPG from for oh Fire Axis, the studio behind the iconic strategy series like Civilization and XCOM. Oh, well, that's gonna be that might be cool. Shit, I can't wait to see gameplay of that. Um, that is okay. We'll talk about this before we stopped with the game news. That's Gamescom 2021 coverage, which is a lot of the stuff I'm telling you about now came from that. Arby's now sells official Dungeons and Dragons dice because, hell yeah, you know Arby's is all about showing that fucking shit. 
I mean, they're they're nerdiest. They're they just went full nerdy with their stuff. You can now go to the arbyshop.com and get the set of D&D dice for $12. Um, apparently they're always sold out, so never mind. Don't fucking do that. But you can sign up for the mailing list in which um, it'll tell you when it's available again. But $12 is not bad for a set of D&D dice. That's, that's kind of like the average price for them. They're normally 12 to $30, you know, more than that for the really nice expensive dice. Um, they're really super nice, delicious, perfect, rolls perfect every time, super awesome dice. Monster Rancher returns in a brand new bundle for Switch and PC. Shut uh, the collection brings back Monster Rancher and Monster Rancher 2, two titles that originally released on PlayStation in 1997 and 1999, commemorating the 25th anniversary of Monster Rancher. So for those of you who don't know what Monster Rancher is, um, this kind of, it's weird, and I, I don't really know, I, technically you could do like all the reading about what came first and whatever, semantics, but when I was a kid, proxy battle shit got really popular. So like, Pokemon came out, the, the Pokemon cartoon show came out, then the game came out, then the Digimon cartoon came out, and then um, then we started getting things like Metabots, Fighting Foodons, you know, some of these things never really took off. We got Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! was always considered like the third, the third kind of like other big three. It was like Digimon, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! Those were like the big three cartoons to watch as a kid. That had card games, figures, toys, whatever. And an anime, obviously. And then, like, there, then there was Monster Rancher, which was really weird because it, the cartoon show aired on one of the two competing channels, Kids WB and Fox Kids. It aired on, on, on I think it was Kids WB, but it was, like, really early in the morning, and it was every day during the weekday. They were coming out with new episodes like at 8, 7.30 in the morning. And it's like they weren't airing them with the rest of the the rest of the shit on Saturday morning. And it was like people didn't really hear about it in the North America, you know, in my area because of that, you know. Um, and then we started getting Monster Rancher games on PlayStation and shit in North America and all that stuff. And it was cool. But basically, Monster Rancher is essentially like Pokemon. Um, the monsters are more like in terms of in terms of like what they look like they're more based on uh kind of regular fantasy lore like there's golem there's uh hair where he's like a a a, a bunny like an anthropomorphic bunny with punching gloves for hands there's like the imp harpy chick with like imp horns imp horns and like wings dragons you know things like that and um you would battle with them and shit and they came out of a little disc and the anime was about a kid named Genki, and he put the Monster Rancher video game in his console, which looked like a PlayStation or a Sega Saturn. And it turns out that it, it was an actual monster disc, and he gets sucked into the world of Monster Rancher. So if we're talking, if we're talking about OG Isekais, that's it right there. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm definitely going to cop. Tales of Luminaria brings a revolutionary new tale to mobile. Tales of Arise is a scant two weeks away from release, but Bandai Namco decided that just one Tales game wasn't enough. And during Gamescom opening live, they showed the trailer for Tales of Luminaria. So yeah, you Tales of people are going nuts right now, I bet. You guys are going ham, going hard in the fucking Tales games and shit. Also, at Gamescom opening night live, they showed a trailer for a cinematic trailer in which... uh. 
a small group of friends infiltrates another gang and steals away their merchandise. And it turns out that it was a trailer for Saints Row. Yes, bitch. Fuck yeah. Woo! Shut I'm excited. I love Saints Row. I love, 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 love Saints Row so much. Saints Row 4. Obviously, it's most people's favorite. It's one of my favorites. Um, super cool game. And this is apparently a reboot. So I don't know if it's connected to the old games or not. But um, for those of you who don't know, Saints Row, it started kind of as like a Grand Theft Auto copycat kind of. Except in Saints Row, you make your own character and you become a new member of the Third Street Saints. Um, that's what they're called, right? The Third Street Saints. Anyway, the Saints. You you join a group. You join a gang called the Saints, a street gang called the Saints, in a city. What is mostly known to be like, I think it's supposed to be like L.A. or is it L.A.? I don't remember exactly what it is. But you start doing other like gang. You start doing gang shit. You know, stealing cars and whatever. And then. And then I don't want to spoil it, but you become really powerful within the gang. And then Saints Row 2 happens and 3 happens. Johnny Gat is this guy who's part of the gang and whatever. I think there's there's a part of it where, like, you become really powerful and you have to fight people of your own gang, like the Saints, and they're coming after you and shit. I don't, I don't remember. But by the time you get to Saints Row 4, they just took this completely ridiculous direction in which your gang, you, your character and your gang become so powerful that you become president of the world. And so what you do is some shit happens and some otherworldly forces start taking over the world. So you got to take it over back with superpowers and futuristic weapons and shit. And you're the president of the world. So you got to save the world because that's how powerful the saints became. They became such a powerful game gang that be, they became a whole fucking world organization and you took over the world. And it was just really fucking cool. And so like the trailer in this new saints row game was like, it was kind of futuristic. There was some like, like definitely some sci-fi shit, but it still took place in like a uh, a city-looking area, and I don't know. So we'll see. It's supposed to be a reboot, is what they said, but you know who knows. Um, check out Horizon Zero Dawn's alloy in Genshin Impact. That's right, dude. They put alloy in Genshin Impact, and I gotta say, fucking Genshin Genshin Impact alloy is super cute. She looks super adorable. I mean, she was hot anyway, but like she looks super cute. You know, anime girls, you know, always look really cute. So. But anyway, that's really cool. So if you're playing Genshin Impact and you're you're a fan of Horizon Zero Dawn, boom. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga towards spring 2022 release. This is a Lego Star Wars compilation game in which they compile the Skywalker Saga. So everything from episode 1 to episode 9. And yeah, that's it, dude. That's that's uh, if they've had compilations before, you know, um, but obviously this is with everything in one go. So um, these if you've never played a Lego game before and, it, you know, it sounds ridiculous to you like, oh, it's a kid's game, whatever the fuck. I mean, sure it is. But I, I urge you to play a Lego game, Lego Batman, Lego DC Universe, Lego Indiana Jones, uh, Lego Star Wars, Lego batman whatever the fuck like there's a reason why it's so popular and i encourage you to play a lego game just play one like you you're gonna have more fun than you than you think like honestly um let's see Splitgate season zero launches right now with new map and infection game mode this came out a couple days ago it's a it's a first person shooter 
uh, free-to-play game. Um, competitive shooter that mixes Halo-like gunplay and visuals with my bodily portal mechanics. Uh, two Stanford University students started working on Splitgate from their humble dorm room. Many years later, the arena shooter has broken records with 10 million open beta downloads across PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Today at Gamescom, a Season Zero trailer showcased new content, including a map, some fan-favorite game modes, and more. You can watch the gameplay below. Um, but yeah, dude, it's it's really cool. It, it seems really cool. I definitely want to try it because uh, some people in the Discord are trying it. I mean, it just seems like another fun free-to-play game. If it's free, you know, why the fuck not? So... Uh, free-to-play fast-paced multiplayer shooter that, you know, uh, player-controlled portals, sci-fi shooter. Yeah, dude. Pretty cool. We'll try that. We'll have to try that. I've tried Apex. I've tried, um, you know, Pub pub Sneeze and all that stuff. So, the King of Fighters 15 has rollback netcode. Thank you. Is ready to shatter expectations in February 2022. Um, and it's going to release with 39 characters. And you can see the roster of that all on their website. Um, but yeah, pretty good. Uh, April O'Neil kicks butt in a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer, Shredder's Revenge. Uh, this is the Dotemu side scroll beat em up, uh, throwback kind of game by Dotemu and Tribute Games. Um, and April O'Neil is now a playable character. Super cool. Um, and for those of you who think that's weird, I mean, April does know how to fight. You know, she does. I mean, she learned how over time, but she does. And in the cartoon show, she did her fair share of fighting which this uh game seems to be kind of taking a, a page out of is it's supposed to be like the the 80s 90s cartoon show so in terms of like character design and world and stuff like that that's what it looks like anyway um but yeah she did her fair share of uh brawling in that show as well so i thought it was cool her gameplay looks super cool she does like these fucking chun li fucking f- rising kicks and shit super dope uh, Halo 20th Anniversary Xbox Series X console announced. Yeah, if you're a fan of special consoles, special edition consoles like I am, this Xbox Series X actually looks super cool. It looks like a fucking monolith, futuristic device, crazy thing. You know, imagine this sitting in your living room and people are like, what is that, fucking Pandora's box or some shit? Nah, but, you know, it's still really fucking cool. So, I mean, I think most people are fans of special edition boxes or special edition consoles, but, you know, that one in particular just looks super cool. Final Fantasy IV Pixel Remaster launches September 8th. The rollout for the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters kicked off last month with the simultaneous launch of the first three games in the series. Instead of taking the same approach for Final Fantasy IV, V, and VI, it looks like we're getting those one at a time, beginning with the much-beloved fourth entry. Um, Final Fantasy IV Pixel Remaster launches for September 8th and for PC and mobile devices for $18. Um, yeah, so like I've seen picture comparisons and youtube comparison videos of between this and the remat between like the originals and the remasters unbelievable unbelievable this is a this is the correct way to do a port of a game like a port of a classic game this is absolutely the way to do it absolutely the way to do it 10 out of 10 and final fantasy 4 is actually really good like those the original six final fantasies like are really good and I wouldn't say that some of them are better than 7, 8, or 9, but maybe, I don't know, I think 5 and 6 are like my personal favorites. I think 4 is better than, I think 4 happens to be better than 
then I don't know. I don't want to say seven. I don't really want to say nine either. I've never played nine. I still haven't beaten nine. I think four is better than... Oh, man, they're all really good. I don't fucking know. I was going to say, well, I don't know. Maybe four is not better than, like, seven, eight, or nine, or ten. But it's still really good. It's up there. It, it might be close for some people. I don't fucking know. It's really good, though. Uh, la, 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 let's see. Did I say Monster Rancher? Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, Collection of Saga, Final Fantasy Legend, and Game Bundle gets Steam and mobile releases in September 22. A lot of things going to Steam. That's fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, Collection of Saga, Final Fantasy Legend. Um... The collection includes Final Fantasy Legend, or The Final Fantasy Legend, which is Makai Toshi's Saga, which is the first Saga game. Final Fantasy Legend 2, Saga 2, Hiho Densets, and Final Fantasy Legend 3, GQ no Hasha, Saga 3 games. Square originally released the three games for the Game Boy. The Japanese collection features the English versions of the games and vice versa. So yeah, dude. Um, these are these are saga games, but they were originally ported in America to the Game Boy. So that's how we got them. I actually do have the first one on Game Boy, and I still play it once in a while. Um, okay, new Metroid Dread trailer shows off one of the new enemies. It looks like the planet that that she's on is like a homeworld of Chozo. The planet of ZDR. And for those of you who don't know, like, Metroid lore, what you need to know is that Samus, her suit, and a lot of her gifts of that in that suit are, are Chozo. Are Chozo. Uh, it's Chozo technology. And they were, like, an ancient race of warriors. And she has Chozo blood in her blood. So, um... I don't know. I think this game has something to do with that, though, because there's like a lot of what looks to look. It looks like Egyptian ruins, but it's Chozo ruins. It looks fucking crazy, man. It looks fucking nuts. So here's the rest of the Gamescom 2021 coverage that we have. Dying Light is leaping to the Switch with a new Platinum Edition. Cat Dog and April O'Neil are coming to Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Uh, Dino Park Simulator. Yeah, we all know how that ended up in Jurassic Park. Um, Tales of Luminaria. Death Stranding Director's Cut. Uh, that is coming out soon. Sifu, we talked about this one. That game looks super dope. Dream Cycle is now in early access on Steam. Uh, let's see. Saints Row. Far Cry 6 gets a new story trailer with the villain Castillo remaining a big focus, who is played by Giancarlo Esposito, GG Sneeze. Um, let's see. Riders Republic beta is now open to the public. This looks cool. It's like a fucking dirt bike outdoor 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 sports dirt bike game, but like like open world. Like it looks fucking nuts. It looks crazy. I would I wouldn't mind trying that out. Um, Brawler Midnight Fight Express. This game looks super dope. Like come on now, come on. Call of Duty Vanguard single player campaign trailer revealed. Um, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. A lot of really cool stuff happening. A lot of cool games coming out. Uh, Call to the Holy Detonation expansion. Uh, Forza Horizon 5. Uh, Into the Pit. Spellcasting retro-inspired FPS. Roguelite. For Xbox Game Pass. Age of Empires 4. Uh, showcase of indie games, including Dodgeball Academia, which we talked about last week. 
bunch of stuff. Really fucking cool. So anyway, uh, let's see what else we got here. Let's move on from the game news. So we got some more photos from the set of Cowboy Bebop. And look, people were going to be pissed either way, okay? People were going to be annoyed or pissed no matter how you fucking did this 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 show. And I actually don't think it looks that bad. Um, it Honestly, though, I didn't think they were going to go so literal with how things look in terms of costume design and set design and all that. There is a picture where it's from behind Spike and he's sitting on the couch and it's he's on the ship. He's on their ship, you know. And it looks like the fucking anime. Like, it looks like a stage play from, like, Japan. You know how they always do them stage plays? There's a scene. There's the church scene um, with Spike walking all bloodied and holding a gun. Um, it, it's kind of crazy, honestly. It, I mean, there's a scene. There's a picture of Faye. A lot of people are like, oh, well, Faye doesn't look, you know, she doesn't look how she's supposed to look and whatever. And they unsexified her because people are so sensitive and blah, blah, blah. And I don't think it's, I mean, I don't think it's that really. I mean, I don't know. I know Shocking tweeted, she said, I'm not a fan of the new Faye design, but there's a bigger issue to unsexualizing Faye beyond that she looks less hot. Faye uses her femme fatale persona as a tool to trick people and keep other others at arm's length so they won't take advantage of her amnesia and lack of identity. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, she goes on to say in the rest of the thread, um, which, like, I can't seem to... I can't seem to access because I don't have Twitter. Um, but, I mean, that, I mean, I get that. Um... Yeah, I mean, I I can kind of see that. I think she still looks very hot. Um, she's kind of wearing her same outfit, except except in this, she's like she's actually wears her red jacket instead of draping draping it over, and her shorts are obviously realistic and not like almost like a fucking, you know. Um, and she wears her stockings. She wears like stockings underneath her short. I think she still looks hot. I think she still looks sexy. I mean, she can still fucking be a femme fatale looking in that too um it all depends on how they write her though you know like who knows how they're gonna write her you know is she gonna be just kind of a minor character in this or are they gonna actually adapt her story like how they're supposed to you know we'll see um freaking the we (laughs) so remember last week on the newscast i was like man why haven't we gotten a why haven't we gotten a fucking spider-man trailer if it's coming out in december that's literally four months away yeah, apparently it leaked. <laughs> apparently it leaked and everybody immediately looked to Tom Holland because Tom Holland has a big mouth and has accidentally spoiled things that were supposed to be secret. But um, but no, it was not Tom Holland. And so then, of course, Marvel had to release it on their own and be like, okay, fine, here it is. Here's the No Way Home trailer. Yeah, I don't even want to say anything about it. I mean, it's it looks amazing. We got Doctor Strange as is one of the the lead characters in it, um, but it's it's nuts. It's nuts. Spider Man No Way Home. I'm excited for it. I can't wait. Can't wait to see it. Uh, Clerks three. Kevin Smith reveals the movie is only days away from wrapping. If you're a Clerks fan, I mean, if you're a Kevin Smith fan, honestly, you should watch the Clerks movies. And 
I, you know, I'm excited about the new one. You know, it's fucking the clerks are, are classic. It takes place in, in Kevin Smith's uh, built universe, the View universe. So, um, it's his cinematic universe that he's built. It's really cool. So yeah, I'm excited for that. The Matrix co-creator Lily Wachowski on why she didn't return for the Matrix Resurrections. I mean, you can you can you can look it up yourself. I mean, I don't really want to get too serious on here because there's there's a lot. It was just a lot of life stuff that happened and she when her and her sister Lana were talking about it, she kind of like was telling Lana, I don't really know if I want to return to something I've already done. Like I don't want to go back and do something from my past, you know? Um, which is like understandable. Some people wanna like some people wanna like leave their work the way it is. I and mean, you gotta respect that. And you know and but Lily told Lana to go ahead and do it on her own anyway, so that's super cool. I mean, Lily's working on her own shit, so I think that's cool. And uh, I'm excited. I love the Matrix series. Um, they're fucking amazing sci-fi films, you know, and they got fucking kung fu action in them. It's amazing. So I'm excited for that. I know a lot of other people are too. Um, Wizards announce Street Fighter and Fortnite Secret Layer drops in 2022. So if you don't know what Secret Layer is, it's this, it's this version, this, this it's this kind of set, this these special sets that come out of Magic: The Gathering, in which they're crossovered from, uh, you know, other properties. So like the one that's out there right now is the Dungeons and Dragons set, where it's their Magic cards that are that have Dungeons and Dragons things on them. Um, they revealed the art for Chun-Li. Um, and of course it looks like they're a realistic fantasy, you know, oil painting bull crap, which I am not really a fan of. I'm, I'm a fan of the art of magic, the gathering when it comes to their own stuff. Cause that's how I know it's their stuff, but seeing Chun-Li look this way, doesn't really do it justice in my opinion she looks like she kind of looks like how she does on she looks like a more uh, updated version of how she looked on the the street fighter 2 american cover for super nintendo or sega whatever and or no it's just super nintendo i think yeah but just street fighter 2 it's got like blanca they're like in the alleyway reeves on the floor going oh and there's chun li on it it looks like that kind of except more updated and better looking obviously but i don't know i'm a fan of magic art when it's their stuff i'm not a fan of it when it looks like this for other properties it just doesn't look right it it looks weird um but yeah we'll see i'm kind of sick of magic the gathering working on all this extra weird stuff i don't know it magic the gathering has been kind of going in the pooper lately i think for more casual players you know it's it's doing well in terms of people who are trying to take the game seriously, though, you know, sucks for them, kind of, and that's that sucks. Um, I know you can't please everybody, but at the same time, you know, it's whatever. That's just my opinion. Um, we got teasers for the next Digimon sets coming out now for Double Diamond, which is set six, the Classic Collection, which is Extra Set One, and Next Adventure Set Seven, and the Extra Set for Classic Collection. All it is, and we've seen a couple of special rare cards like this already, but this this is a whole set dedicated to that kind of art, where it's the classic Digimon art 
um, done originally by, I f forget the artist's name, Nawe, or no, shoot. What is that artist's name, dude? I shared an article with, with uh, Sean, uh, our mod Sean on Discord recently about it, and I totally forgot the artist's name. But he's been doing the art for Digimon forever. You know, he even does some of the new ones. Um, but this is the original card game art, the original official art, and it's on the new cards. Um, it looks really cool. Um, so that's really awesome. Set 7 we're going to see, which is going to focus more on um, Brave Mode, Greymon, or Aldemon. Which is this set more focuses on season four, which is Digimon Frontier. Um, so that's cool. We're gonna finally see uh, Kumamon, the little snow bear, little bear, snow bear, little bear bear. We're finally gonna get a Kazemon card, Zephyrmon. Um, very excited for that. And I think this is the one with uh, Lusamon Chaos Mode, I think, or is it Bellstar? Bellstarmon? I think. Oh, no, Cherubimon. Yeah, Cherubimon, dude. Fucking Cherubimon. Yeah, this one has a Lusamon Chaos Mode, which you can digivolve from the original Lusamon, which is cool. So, yeah, very excited about that. Check that out. on the. You can just type in Digimon card list and find it. Uh, new Pokemon set Evolving Skies dropped today. Of course, pre-releases were the past month or so. But this this set, this set is pretty cool. Mainly because of it focuses on the evolutions a little bit and building EV decks. Um, so like there's a Sylveon V Max card, um, Precious Touch, which is a, mo a move for one Psychic. Attach an Energy card from from your hand to one of your bench Pokemon. If you do, heal 120 from that Pokemon. So like imagine, imagine putting your V Max up. It got hit for 200. Okay, retreat it to to another VMAX on your bench. Heal that one real quick. Just keep cycling it until you have enough energy to do the second move to do 70 plus damage or do max darkness from Umbreon VMAX. It comes with cards that are that work with those. So like uh Ribbon Badge, if the Pokemon V this card is attached to is Sylveon in its name, is knocked out by damage from an attack. Your opponent takes one fewer prize card instead of the taking the um, the VMAX rule of taking three prize cards. So that's pretty sweet. Um, that'll slow the game down definitely a little bit. There's also the Scroll of the Fang Dragon that teaches single strike, and it gives your Pokemon an extra move, um, which is not new. I mean, there were trainer cards and item cards that did that before where I give your Pokemon an extra move. Scroll of the Flying Dragon, Rapid Strike. Um, you have to attach this to a Pokemon with Rapid Strike. And it's Fire and Thunder Energy. Gives you a move called Meteor. Discard two energy from this Pokemon. It does 90 damage to one of your opponent's Pokemon. When it says, when it says this does damage to one of your opponent's Pokemon and doesn't have a number, that means you pick anywhere. So if you have, if you're, if they're teching something in that's only like you know, 80 to 100 HP, or they have like a, a EV or a stage one card or a basic card that's, you know, 90 or less HP on the bench, free prize card, pretty much. So that's pretty cool. Evolving Skies, um, 
And then we have another Dragapult Prime Celebration set, which comes with Celebrations cards. There's also it comes there's a Charizard one, there's a Sylveon one, Zamazenta one. And really cool, really cool. So I'm excited to see those. Anyway, that's all the non-anime news I have. A lot, a lot of news there. I'm trying to include more tabletop news, so that's why that happened. Um, but let's get into the anime news. But first. Boom, check that out at katelinks.animesummit.net. You can find everything right there, where to listen, where to follow, where to smokey, where to pacho. Boom. Um, also, if you're listening to this and you're on the Discord and you call Danny a pacho, it will make my day. It'll make me laugh. So, thank you. Uh, anyway, let's get into the <laughs> Oh, man. If you don't know who pacho is, I'll explain it to you someday. I'll explain it. There are some people who already know. There are some people in our in the anime summit community on the, in the in the sexy summit squad who already know who Pacho is. But I will explain Pacho to anyone who asks. If you want to know who Pacho is, let me know. I'll tell you. Um, Bandai Namco Collectibles holds its second Gundam Online Expo in the USA, and this actually started yesterday. Um, and by yesterday, I mean two days ago, because you're listening to this, you know, on Saturday. Um, but it's going on right now. The Bandai Namco Collectibles announced on Tuesday that it will hold its Gundam Online Expo digital event again this year from August 26th to September 5th in the United States. The event is free. The event will feature the 2021 Gunpla Builders Cup Winners Announcement Ceremony and the Gunpla Livestream Shopping Experience co-hosted by Bandai Namco Collectibles U.S. Headquarters and model television host Rin Rin. The event will also include videos of current and upcoming Gundam anime and live-action titles from Netflix and Crunchyroll, as well as specially produced content. This year's event will feature will again feature the Gunpla exhibit and augmented reality version of Gun- Japan's Gundam Base, Tokyo Venue, exclusive merchandise, and... Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, they held this last year in August 2020, and I don't know if I ever brought it up back then, but, uh, you know, fuck yeah, dude. You should just, just t- type in Gundam Online Expo. And, uh, yeah, you can get some there. I think they're going to have some exclusive gunpla, which is sweet. Uh, the Teikoku databank anime industry contracted for first time in 10 years in 2020. Yes, it's interesting. Uh, revenue fell from 1.8% from record high of 255.7 billion yen in 2019 in the anime industry. The financial research firm Teikoku databank published a report on the anime industry for 2020 on August 2nd. The report noted that anime industry revenue, based on the revenue from 300 companies, amounted to 251.081 billion yen. That's about 2.29 billion U.S. dollars. 1.8% lower than 2019's record of 255.7 billion yen. Um, This is the first time the industry has contracted in 10 years, having been in a growth period since 2011. Um... Yeah, that's uh, outsourcing and prime contract work amounted to 1.695 billion yen, um, which is about 15.4 million U.S. dollars, which is about 20 million yen higher than the previous year. Although this number has increased for the fourth year in a row, the rate of increase is the smallest that it has been in the past four years. So basically, the uh, anime company has been contracting more. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what's what's up. I mean, obviously, with all this talk about how they don't pay animators enough and things like that. Obviously they're going to outsource and contract more so they can pay less, you know, and yeah, it's, it sucks, but we'll see. Uh, Sony pictures streams, Marvel anime Wolverine on YouTube. If you've never seen the Wolverine anime, it's pretty okay. It's kind of cool. 
um, uh, I don't remember the studio that did it. I think it was Madhouse. But it's based on it's loosely based on the graphic novel by Chris Claremont and Frank Miller, and involves Logan trying to save his Japanese lover Mariko from her crime lord father Shingen. Uh, yeah, dude. So yeah, check that out. Um, Love Love Alternative Anime reveals new promo video October six debut. This is that big robot mecha anime. Um, the stories are about humans who wage a long battle against extraterrestrial species species Beta, with humanoid weapons known as tactical surface fighters, or TSFs. Um, Mav Love Alternative Total Eclipse is a light novel spinoff of the franchise inspired a manga and a television anime of the same name. It's prequel, Schwartzmarken also inspired an anime. Uh, so yeah, I've never seen any Mav Love stuff or Move Movelovey, Movelovey. I've never seen any Mav Love stuff, but I've been, I've been, apparently this is a whole ass franchise and it's getting more and more exposure and getting more, more anime. So maybe it's worth checking out. I don't know. Obviously, like I'm a little jaded about mecha anime. Like I don't think newer ones are as good as older ones. Um, you know, Mecca has been kind of going on a downturn for a while now, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, maybe it's worth checking out. She professed herself pupil of the wise man anime January, 2022 premiere. So there's some winter hype for you. Um, we got some fancy pants characters. We got another big booba character here. Uh, a little, a little prince, little prince character. Um, Sakamori Kagami was one of the top players in the VR MMO Arc Earth Online as Dan Belf, a veteran summoner with the gravitas to match his elite status. When he when he falls asleep playing one day, he's transported to a world where, where the game is reality, but instead of his all-powerful avatar, he's stuck in the body of a cute young girl. He can't let anyone know that this little cutie is really Dan Belf, so he takes the name Mira and claims to be Dan Belf's disciple. If this gets out, he'll never live it down. Ugh, God. Anyway. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Kaiju number eight, Oshino Ko, win next manga awards, web print, web and print categories. Um, yeah, Kaiju number eight won, took first place in the seventh next manga awards in the web manga category. And Oshino Ko took the top spot in the print category. Uh, other nominees in web manga were Kaiju number eight, Dan Dan Dan, Senpai is Oda Konoko, uh, My Level 999, Love for Yamada-kun. Uh, I was reincarnated as the seventh prince, so I can take my time perfecting my magical magical ability. Ninja vs. Yakuza. In the print, the print manga was Oshinoko was the winner. Uma Musume, uh, Freeren, Number three, Shrangara Frontier was number five, The Elusive Samurai. Kubo Won't Let Me Be Invisible. Uh, Sakamoto Days. Chi, About the Movement of the Earth. Witch Watch, Me and Roboco in the Clear Moonlit. Yeah, dude, pretty cool. Kaiju number eight is sick, by the way. If you've never read Kaiju number eight, then you need to get it on. Uh, Ultraman, Ultraman Anime Season 2 premieres on Netflix next spring. So there's some spring hype for you, spring 22 hype for you. I've never seen the Netflix anime. Um, of the, the first season, but we'll see. Uh, so you know how, like, that when we first got that final trailer, that first final trailer for AOT, Attack on Titan, and it showed there's that scene of Aaron putting on his jacket, and he had, like, some quality abs and quality tid happening, and we were all like, <laughs> Yeah, there's now a figure of that. There's now a figure of him putting on his jacket with his abs and titties showing. 
on the Good Smile online store, and it's 35 bucks. So, get you some quality tid. Get it today. Um, I think you can just pre-order, right? Just pre-order? Uh, pre-orders will be open from August 20th until September 16th. So, yeah, dude. So th- I thought this was really interesting. I thought this was really cool. So there was this, there's this restoration group, film restoration group out there called Femboy Films. And they had been working. So what they do is they restore like they restore like old movies, movies that don't have like a new, where a studio or the rights owners haven't updated it. You know, um, at least to like DVD, they do it. So they take old eight millimeter prints, nine millimeter prints, um, old VHSs, and they restore it to digital, you know, where you can watch it online or watch it somewhere. And what they were doing was they were taking the Daikon 3 opening animation and trying to restore it. And they decided to cancel their scheduled upload of their restoration as Gainax themselves has reached out to them and respectfully requested them to not publish the work. Last Friday, Fanboy Films released a statement detailing the reason why. Um, Gainax has already launched their own restoration effort and plans to release the remastered films themselves. So I'll just read this letter to you. Just because, you know, for sake of context or whatever. Um... Hold on a sec. Hold on. It won't let me do stuff because, like, I'm not on Twitter. So that's why it's like, okay, I can read it from here. About a month ago, we gave you the bad news regarding our Daikon 3 project, but now we are allowed to share with you new information straight from the creators. So, yeah, I guess a month ago they said that we, they, they had to stop. Uh, throughout the past month, Femboy Films has been in direct contact with Gynax and Daikon Film Management discussing our plans for our restoration and their plans for the future of the Daikon films. And we ultimately decided to suspend the release of our fan restoration of Daikon 3 opening animation for a very critical reason. That reason is that an official restoration is, in fact, in progress by the original members of Daikon film, using better film masters than we have. They also hope to release the remastered films themselves, rather than from a third party like us, a completely understandable position on their part. The person we have been in contact with is, in fact, one of the original founding members of the studio and an individual from Daikon Film who actually worked on Daikon 3 themselves so long ago, which is why we took their request so seriously. So now you know, the cancellation of our restoration was not the result of receiving any kind of threat or intimidation from Gynax or Daikon Film, but simply out of respect for their wishes to handle their own official restoration. As a lot of this is still under progress, the best place to keep your eyes on for more updates is at FilmDicon on Twitter. This account was recently created on Twitter and was confirmed by Gynax and Daikon Film to be their official account for updates related to Daikon Films. So please go give it a follow. More information will be posted there in the near future. I hope that both our fans and fans of Daikon 3 will understand this decision as it was not an easy one to make, but one we feel is the correct decision so that we can help ensure these films will be legally accessible in the future for all fans. Signed, Femboy Films, August 20th, 2021. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 a respectable decision. I mean, 
as artists themselves and as film restorationists themselves, you know, they're taking someone else's art and trying to restore it for people to view. But when that original artist is saying, well, let us do it ourselves, I mean, what are you going to say? You know, no. You know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, good on Femboy Films for that and, sh- like, mad apps to Daikon for for doing it themselves and releasing it to people as well. So that's really cool. Um, but, yeah, that way the art, the original artist can get money for it and everything as well. So that's sweet. Uh, or possibly get money for it. I don't know where they're going to release it, but... Um, there are some comparison shots online on their Twitter. They, oh, excuse me, I had to fucking yawn right there. That you can see at Film Icon on their Twitter looks amazing so far. So I'm excited for that. Loop on the Third franchise gets tabletop RPG with an anniversary book. That's pretty cool. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, oh, it's going to use the D6MV system and a, a magnetic press variant of the D6 West End Games rule set. Um, that's pretty sweet, dude. That's pretty sweet. L- L- Lupin tabletop. Pretty dope. Um, oops, we talked about that already. Netflix Cubby Bebop, new photos. Uh, by the way, one of those photos, you can see, uh, Ayn, little Corgi, little, little pup, little puppy, little puppy, little Dogface Johnson. Attack on Titan, the final season anime is part two, premiere next January. I think I already mentioned that a while ago, but yeah, next winter season is when the final... Attack on Titan season comes out. Shuisha to host Jump Festa 22 hybrid event. The 30th issue of Shuisha's weekly Shonen Jump magazine revealed on Monday that Shuisha will hold the Jump Festa 22 event as both online and in-person events. The event is usually held in December. The event will feature the return of the Jump Festa Island experience via a special smartphone app. Although Shuisha stated it will power up the experience this year, the app will again stream some of the stage presentations at the event. So, yeah, pretty cool. Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel trailer. I don't know. This should have been in game news. But uh, Master Duel is that new game coming out where it's going to be more so, like, the actual, like, card game in real life instead of, like, you know, Duel Links, which is more so, like, its own kind of thing. Um, But, yeah, it's going to have over 10,000 cards, which in the grand scheme of things is not nearly as much as they actually have in in IRL, but that's still a big chunk to launch with. So, I mean, and obviously they're going to add more, so that's going to be nutty. Yoko Kano composes new Macross Frontier theatrical film shorts theme song. The official website for the Gegicho Tanpan Macross Frontier Tokino Mekyu, um, Macross Frontier film short Labyrinth of Time, um, Thursday that Yoko Kano is composing the shorts theme a song which is called Tokyo no Meku Labyrinth of Time. Uh, the song CD single will launch on November 10th. The film will open this fall. Um, and the Geki Chopin Macros Delta Zetai live feature film will also open this fall. So, yeah, there you go, man. That's crazy shit. More Macros. Uh, Yen Press licenses Reborn as a vending machine. I now wander the dungeon manga as a digital simul pub. Yeah, I've. Uh... I have no idea. I reborn as a vending machine. I now wander the dungeon. A middle-aged man with only one passion in his life meets a fitting end in a traffic accident. Of course. That's where most stories would end. But instead, this is when his story begins when he's reborn as what he admired the most in life. A vending machine. But his new lease on life happens in the worst place possible. What can a vending machine do in a monster-infested dungeon when he can't speak or even move on his own? 
All right. So basically, it's an isekai about uh, instead of a guy getting isekai to another world, he gets isekai and reincarnated instead of like a hero or something badass or a slime. He gets reincarnated as a sentient vending machine that can't move or talk. So it's just a vending machine straight up. All right. Moving on. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, man. Thunderbolt Fantasy Puppet Show gets a new sequel. The official website for Thunderbolt Fantasy Torikin Yuki 30, the third season of the Thunderbolt Fantasy Puppet Show franchise, and Pilly Puppetry announced on Friday that the franchise is getting a new installment. The new installment will be a sequel whose story follows the final episode of Thunderbolt Fantasy Torikin Yuki 3. Yeah, if you've never seen Thunderbolt Fantasy, you should go watch it. You're doing yourself a huge disservice, and you honestly, it's 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 goat, goaded, goaded anime, goaded. Uh, Udon resume. Oh, resume. Udon resumes. I've been job searching. Okay, shut up. Udon resumes release of Daigo the Beast Umahara fighting gamers manga. Yeah, dude. If you've never heard of this manga, it's literally a manga. Um, it's by Itaru Orikasa, Maki Tomoe, and Kengoro Nishide, and it's literally about the story of Daigo becoming a fighting game player from it's a little bit fictionalized, I think obviously. Um, but like it's, it's, a, it's literally about how Daigo became who he is. And the, yeah, the Daigo beast manga explores the real life events that built the fighting game community and the strategies and play styles developed by Daigo and his fellow gamers. Um, in volume one, Shinya Onuki, a gamer with the pursuit, prodigious talent is drawn into the wild wonderful world of fighting games after a chance meeting with Daigo as they face off in the kind of games like Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter Alpha, and Darkstalkers an enduring rivalry between Daigo Daigo and Nuki is born yeah it's really cool I've never read it but like I've always wanted to I might, I don't know I might, I might give it a chance now that they resumed I don't know why it was on hold um, but you know pretty cool Netflix lists Baki Hanma anime in September the story finally unfolds into a full-blooded clash between Baki Hanma and his father, Yujiro Hanma, who was known as the strongest creature on Earth. The climax of the Baki universe, which depicted the strongest parent-child brawl in the history of the world in the original manga, has been adapted into the long-awaited anime. So yeah, finally getting a anime adaptation of the, the conclusion. My Senpai is annoying TV anime first video unveils theme songs, October 9th debut. So some fall hype for you, My Senpai is annoying. Um, but yeah, basically the main character is this little girl. Oh, we talked about this last week. Sorry about that. That, but, but yeah, the little, this girl is like, she's the, her boss is younger than him, younger than her. And she looks like a little, she's just really short. Uh, they're trying to do that lolly adult shit, which is okay. I guess. I don't know. It's a little weird, <laughs> but like she does look super cute, but like she, it's a, like an office comedy anime um and it's it's written for people who like the office and agaretsuko and stuff third girls third girls un panzer das finale film blu-ray and dvd to include original video anime so yeah it's gonna include an ova uh if you've never seen girls in panzer you gotta watch them man they're so good i love girls in panzer the series and the movies all good luminous witches tv anime delayed from 2021 to 2022 um Due to various circumstances, the anime was previously slated to premiere this year. 
Uh, I think in the fall time, probably. But yeah, it's delayed until 2022. The story is a spinoff of the Strike Witches franchise and centers on a unique squadron of witches who don't fight. Instead, the squadron sing and perform music to protect the smiles of those who have been driven out of their hometowns by the Neuroi. Uh, yeah, the Neuroi are the bad guys. They're like the alien crazy people in Strike Witches. Um, Strike Witches has a lot of anime. I've only seen the first two seasons, and I think I started the third one, but I didn't finish it. Um, but it's really good. It's 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 really cool, and it's it's unique. It's unique in its in its design and kind of stuff like that. And um, I I like it. You know, maybe I'll watch the rest of it. But yeah, Luminous Witches is like um, it's almost like those uh, you know, back in the World War Two, you know, those American chorus ladies choirs that would dress up in like the air force uniforms and all cute and stuff. I think it's supposed to be like that, you know, they would sing for like the, the soldiers leaving and coming home and all whatever. It's like that, except they're for the witches military or strike squadron thing. U S virtual YouTuber agency V Shoujo opens worldwide auditions. Yeah, dude, be a VTuber V V Shoujo. Look at, look up V Shoujo, be a VTuber right now. Fortune favors Lady Nakuko, The Deer King, Satoshi Kon, The Illusionist Films, win awards at Fantasia International Film Festival. The festival screened the following anime films, all which were North American premieres. Popel of Chimney Town, Fortune favors Lady Nakuko, Pompo the Cinephile. And they also screened the following live-action films. Um, Satoshi Kon, The Illusionist, Love, Life, and Goldfish, Giorama Boy, Panorama Girl. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty sweet. The French documentary film Satoshi Kon, The Illusionist. Um, yeah, it's a documentary about Satoshi Kon, which is pretty sick. So, yeah, that's exciting, man. It's good to see anime films getting awarded and getting recognized in other film festivals and shit now. Uh, I don't know why this wasn't in game news, so I'm sorry about that. But here we go. Nintendo's, oh, no, it's, it's, it should be in anime news because Nintendo Switch's fitness boxing game gets a TV anime. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> the fitness boxing games for Nintendo Switch are inspiring Kimito Fit Boxing, you and Fitness Boxing, a weekly television anime which will premiere on Friday, October 1st, and Fitness Boxing goes by the short name Fit Boxing in Japan. The anime will also stream on various services. The 12 five-minute comedy episodes will chronicle the daily lives of the game's popular instructors on the other side of the game screen. Um, reprising, and the, all the voice actors are reprising their roles, which is hilarious. So, yeah. Uh, you know, fitboxing, getting an anime, and that's what's up. Uh, Blue Thermal Glider Club manga gets anime film next March. Um, there's already a key visual out for it. The manga centers on Tamaki Suru, who want who was on a sports team throughout her entire high school life. Uh, oh, entire school life until high school, but is instead seeking an adv- an active romantic life once she enters college. However, a turn of events puts her on the path to joining her university's glider club at college. The manga run in Shinchosha's monthly comic at Bunch Magazine from April 2014 to 2017. So it's like coming of age, getting an anime film. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, Suki Pro, the animation to anime delayed due to COVID-19. Yeah, a lot of things are getting delayed right now because they just extended their state of emergency. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um... But yeah, if you're watching Suki Pro the Animation or we're excited about the second uh, Suki Pro the Animation, yeah, you got to chill now. You got to wait. 
Um, government investigation, this is the last piece. Government investigation finds 37% of businesses in Japan are guilty of illegal overtime work. The Ministry of Health and Labor and Welfare warns that overwork may increase as businesses attempt to recover from the COVID, COVID economic downturn. An in investigation by the Ministry of Health, Labor, and Welfare conducted in the last fiscal year among 24,000 businesses in Japan found cases of illegal overtime work at 37% of businesses. Of the locations where overwork was confirmed, 33% uh, or 2,900 locations were found to have cases of working more than 80 hours of overtime per month. Um, that's an extra 10 hours a week, pretty much. Right? No. Sorry. Holy shit, I'm bad at math, right? Okay, hold on a sec. 80 hours. Well, yeah. No, it's an extra 20 hours a week because if you do 80 divided by 4, 4 weeks. Yeah, it's an extra 20 hours a week. Holy shit. 4.7% or 419 locations had people working more than 150 extra hours per month um, of overtime per month. The cases were the result of either the absence of a labor management agreement, which is required for overtime work, or because the businesses were forcing workers to work overtime beyond the upper limit of the labor management agreement. In one extreme example, the ministry confirmed that a small business in the retail industry had been allowing employees to work 235 hours of overtime per month without a labor management agreement. The Labor Standards Inspection Office promptly issued corrective guidance to improve the situation. Damn. So, I mean, they're getting paid for all that overtime, right? Like, I don't... I, I assume they just get paid the same amount. I don't fucking know how overtime or how any labor laws work over there, but, you know, it's just, that's crazy. Oh, here's an update to the article. An earlier version of this article stated that 720 hours is the cap for regular working hours for a small, medium-sized business when it actually when it is actually the overtime cap. This has been corrected. Okay. Gotcha. Overtime is capped at 720 hours per year. Got it. Okay, that's crazy. Um, they're trying to do legal reform through it all so uh yeah that's crazy man that's nuts that's crazy anyway hope you guys enjoyed that that was a fucking uh hour long newscast hope you guys love it thank you for listening every week i really appreciate it join the discord links dynamic we're doing manga book club this weekend they're reading land of the lustrous volume one through three so if you feel so inclined to bomb through uh, the first three volumes of Land of Lust just to join us on Sunday for Manga Book Club, please do so. I mean, other than that, just join the Discord to talk to me because I'm the fucking shit. I'm the shit, bitch. Just kidding. I'm not that conceited, you guys. I'm serious. Look, I act conceited. I'm joking. I'm seriously. I'm the last person who deserves to be <laughs> who deserves to be that confident. Trust me. I am not that conceited in real life. I, I assure you. Uh, that being said, I've been Sam, and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast. Oh, forgot to say I love you guys. Love you.